Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week, we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, and Hello. Rob, the old guy. Yeah, Rob Charney from the Rob, the famous Rob Charney Show and Old Guy Tech TV. That's right. And you'll hear more about that show after this. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. They have online monthly game nights on Discord, so make sure you stop by their Facebook page for event times and dates. You can also grab a free quarantine version of the game straight off their website. Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. Thank you, Audacity. And this will be the last time, most likely the last time, you hear this sentence. Ex-Nazi concentration camp guard living in Tennessee departed to Germany. <laughs> forcefully. <laughs> um, so he, he deported? Deported forcefully. Yeah, he Is was. It, isn't that an oxymoron? He's deported and then he's deported forcefully. You can be forcefully departed. Departed, yes. Maybe. No, I said deported, not <laughs> oh, departed. Oh, deported, okay. Uh, in February 2020, a Memphis immigration judge ruled that Frederick Karl Bridger could be deported because he assisted the Nazi-sponsored persecution when he served as an army guard in the N-E-U-E-N-G-A-M-M-E concentration camp system. I'm not quite sure how to say that word. None of us are... Um, linguists so we'll we'll let that one slide see uh oh the court f- gum. <laughs> is that how you say that who knows go ahead uh the court found that uh, berger <laughs> guarded a camp near Meppen where russian jews polish dutch french prisoners were held um so the camp was abandoned in 45 yep moved prisoners to another camp okay that's probably what got him busted uh, realistically and basically he, he's quoted as a saying you know that was 75 years ago you know you're making me leave my home um i it doesn't say i'm curious on how he actually came to the states because i don't see anything that actually says how he came to the the to to the u.s uh he fled germany well, I, I realized. Well, fun. it was like it was like many of the um, <laughs> many of the Nazis. Now, if, here's the thing: he, you could have been a, a, a German soldier and not necessarily been a Nazi. Uh, so there's usually a different level, and then some people became Nazis because. They thought that was the only way they were going to survive. And, so, and James knows that lesson because of a movie Roflex Reviews did. Okay. And, Are uh, you talking about the debt? The Das Boot. Das Boot. Oh, Das Boot, yes. Anyway, so the um, the whole situation is that, like, many, they, many fled, and there were many, unfortunately, there were many sympathizers to the Nazi cause that helped uh, Germans escape from Germany. Uh, you know, when the end was finally there. And so who knows? I, I don't know. They weren't, they weren't all Nazis, but in this case, there must've been enough evidence against this guy for them to say, Hey, all right, you were a Nazi, you were a Nazi in a guard. I did probably because of the debt, the, the working at a death camp and trans, you know, transporting prisoners. That's well, certainly didn't help his cause, but God, you know, can you imagine no, I can't. I'm not even going to do. I'm not even going to say what I was possibly thinking. Never mind. As a Jew, I shouldn't even say that. And is and is the worst transition in history. Ian Anderson <sighs> is uh, re-releasing a famous Jethro Tull box set 
from 1981. It's basically anniversary of A with a box release, which is 40 years old. Um, if you're not familiar with Ian Anderson, um, well, realistically, if you've ever seen a grown man wearing green tights standing in one leg, you're either watching Pan or Ian Anderson. Um, he's with a, a flute. He's amazing. He's an amazing <laughs> flautist. Um, I don't yeah. know. I, I really hope I really hope maybe this will give um, some of the the younger gen- younger generations to listen to some music other than you know what what their normal listening music is and something different and something pretty amazing uh, as far as um, musicality uh, some of the things that they did some of the stuff I mean Look, it's always good to listen to different stuff i recommend looking up the album aqualung you know thick as a brick rumble in the jungle um it's an amazing album yeah he's got quite a few amazing albums yeah it's very good very talented band he's a very talented individual he is not jethro tall (laughs) his name is ian anderson i i I learned that from the movie armageddon oh okay so so an an additional uh oh and in a Additional thing I just heard of Ronnie James Dio's autobiographies is uh, going to be postpartum re- post part. It's going to be released after his death in July. Um, if you, he's if you, dying in July, he's already dead. No, he's been dead for a long time. 10 yeah. It's years. Why, that's why that statement says a little weird, but okay, go ahead. Um, he's well, basically it's going to be released. And if you don't know who Ronnie James Dio is, he took over uh, black Sabbath when they kicked out, uh, Ozzy, He's incredible. He's famous for doing the, the the devil horns. Allegedly, he he did that. Also, the fact he's Jewish, and I remember correctly that his devil horns was a Jewish thing, according to an interview. I remember what? Who I told s- you that one? I think he did. He did in an interview. Oh, Ronnie James Dio. I'm pretty he sure said the devil horns is a Jewish well, thing. That's what I've, I've I've heard that. I wouldn't quote me on that, but I swear I remember an interview where he's saying it was his. <laughs> Somehow grandmother. I can't see my little Jewish grandmother. <laughs> Doing the devil horns. Well, it might have, it sorry, might have uh, been something. I, I don't. don't it's a gang thing. Isn't it? I, no, it's not gang <laughs> thing. Right. So, I don't know. Just, speak up, James. You're part of the party. John loses me when he goes on these rants. <laughs> it's not a rant. <laughs> it's a rant. So, are the do you, do you think the devil horns thing that you, just is a Jewish symbol? <laughs> For what? Sock it to you? No, I'm trying to be nice here. It, well, I mean the 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 the, the Spock the Spock thing's a uh, 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 this thing. The rest, the yeah, yeah, that's uh, a Jewish thing. It is. Yeah, because uh, Leonard yeah. Nimoy has an interview saying it's a blessing from the priest. Yeah. Oh. The rabbi priest do it as a. I guess I missed out yeah. on all of that. We were hiding from the repressors. I'm so tr- are we moving along or are you just reading yeah, i'm here? trying to find i don't want dead air you know they, i'm trying to find the article but there's an interview with um somewhere where he i swear he said it was something okay. his little his granny used okay. to do well look you know what we'll make that your homework for next week I, well come on keep I uh, don't you don't if you so can, i'm ready I'm to go on mine here I, I got my homework for this, for, 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 you know, what, one of the things that we were talking about doing is tr- each, everybody trying to do a, a, you know, some kind of thing. And so for, for what I did hey, is stop. that w- w- no pounding, <laughs> you're right. I should not be pounding, uh, you're things that may not be around. So one of the things that caught my interest is as we were uh, perusing the interwebs, 
you know who that came from. Anyway, uh, things that may not be around in 20 years that we use today. Beepers. That's already gone. Maybe yeah. medical people still doctors, use them. Doctors maybe, still use them. Maybe. I'm not even sure they do because everybody's got phones now. So, so I don't think pagers have to be around anymore. I just thought of something. Do you think doctor doctors prank each other and go 911 on that medical beeper? They may have at one time, but I haven't seen a doctor with a medical beeper in a long time. So some of the things, I got a list of things that I put together here as a thought for us to think about. And things that that I know that I took naturally in my life that are saying, okay, they're, they're here now and then possibly may not be here in 20 years. I got like 12, 13 items here. And the first one I'm going to start with is that all, all three of us took driver's education. One of the very first things we were taught to do is adjust our mirrors. 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 Right. Yes. They used to, they would call it smog signal mirror over the shoulder and go. There you go. That's a good one. I didn't say that in my day, but uh, that works. Well, back in your day, smog wasn't a thing. <laughs> no, smog was a real thing back in my day. <laughs> you couldn't see 10 feet. Anyway. Well, they weren't concerned about it. It's just like, look at this wonderful asbestos covered wall. Yeah. It I won't know. catch on fire. Nothing like growing up in Southern California during the height of the smog crises. But anyway, uh, certain yeah. things like, okay, so rear view mirrors, they're saying they're not going to be around because everything, cameras are replacing all the rear view mirrors in almost all the cars now. <sighs> yeah. And the, the only thing with that, unless they put it in a place that's convenient, looking down just takes oh, your no, eye. Oh, no, because even where they have it now where the rear view mirror is, that will no longer be a mirror. It'll, it'll be, be a screen. A, it'll be a screen. So do you think that's going to go to the black yeah. box that's in all new cars? Like some sort of recording of the last so many minutes of an accident? Why not? Probably will. Ugh. So, I mean, they're talking about all the mirrors. So, so we, okay, so things like that. The other thing was like um, parking brakes. So the you know, Jonathan just showed me a thing on his car that automatically parks itself. <laughs> so what it, what it does, if you're... Yeah, but you're still going to need parking brakes. Ah, but the lever or the foot pedal that you manually <laughs> engage to put your parking brake in will no longer be a thing. Which, from what I've learned from my former Can-Am Spider, is going to really suck if you have no way of jumping a battery because you'll have no way to actually turn your, release, get your brake off. Release the brake, yep. Um, what my car does, though, is if you're in a parking spot and you haven't turned it on park, you open the door, the selecto dial for the transmission automatically rotates to the parking position. Automatic parks, automatic puts it in park. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. on the selector. That's, that's kind of cool, I, I guess. I, I've been driving yeah. the car since June. That's the first time I actually ever saw <laughs> Noticed it. Noticed it. Well, because I, I, I oh, never, yeah. I'm always, the first thing I do when I stop would be, put it on put park, the car in park put the emergency brake on right. so i never i'm not one of these guys who opens the door and just leaves because I've let seen, your car do it for you i i've, I've seen so much yeah. that go sideways pretty interesting i mean even even my uh, uh 2019 chevy silverado pickup truck instead of a uh a foot pedal that you push on to put the brake in or a handle it's got a push button which <laughs> like you got to be kidding me, which was kind of weird. Uh, clutch pedals. Now, clutch pedals have been going away for quite a while, but they're saying in 20 years. My brother years, still has a clutch in his 2021. Who, who does? Your brother? My brother, yeah. Well, 20, what make? It's a Honda. Honda? 
Honda. Okay. But he had to look for that though. There's the manuals are not common as much like they used to be. No. Yeah. Ford. Uh, they only make uh, like I think they said they only made nine thousand of that. Yeah, <clears throat> manual. It's a special special order. Ford no longer produces F-150s with manuals. Uh, so really? no, yeah, I haven't seen an Done. F-150 in a manual since like the 80s. Yeah, well, they, you, I know they existed, you could but order I haven't them seen with them. them. Yeah, and sometimes you'd find one on a lot, but they've been going away for a long time. And that they're they're saying that even in the big trucks, the semi trucks, manual transmissions hmm. are going away. Uh, everything's really? going, yeah. That's Be- surprising that you'd have like, cause like, don't they have like 20 gears? Well, and- 18, 18 to 25, depending on the manufacturer. But, but what's, what they're saying is there's a, there's a number of reasons for it. Technical side of it is that you get better fuel economy. You have a bigger range of transmissions availability. You can keep the engines running at a lower RPM. Uh, th- th- there's a number of reasons for going automatic. So even the big trucks are, are going to tin foil hat on. Plus the government can stop you. Yeah. Take it off. All right. How about this one? How about remote controls? You know, good old fashioned television clickers. The things that I, I mean, those are going away. They're being replaced by what Alexa. And ah, now see. So the theory with that one is your phone. Your phone is going to be able and your and Alexa and and, and Siri <laughs> and and whatever Google's thing is. Uh, you know, that, yeah, they're saying in 20 years, you know, still a long time away, I, you know, but they're saying by, by 20 years, that nothing will come with a remote control. By the way, this is why I hate smart TVs. I would pay 200 to a hundred dollars more if I could get a 4k panel without the smart TV. <laughs> Cause smart option. I hate smart TVs Well, I, because not only do they spy on what you want to watch generally. Within, you know, a couple of years, the software on there is usually borked. Like, ask anybody who's owned an old, an older Vizio TV owner. They're, they're just, I hate yeah, smart TVs. Yeah, that's Vizio. I mean, that's when you buy the bottom line anyway, so. Vizio's not that bottom of the line. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of them, but, I mean, like, by a LG, for example, they use the old Palm Web OS, which I still think is one of the better ones. Um, it actually works with Alexa on 3.0 and above. We can actually say, Alexa, turn the TV on, and you can do some ma- minor controls. Sure. Well, you know, but I, I have a, I don't want to say it, but I have a Vizio television that I use as a security monitor and it wants to constantly, it's a smart Vizio and it constantly wants to update itself. It's and an it'll just, moron. Yeah. And isn't it? And it, and it, and it just wants to go ahead and automatically update itself for whatever reason. Uh, by itself, you know, and I don't want it. I don't want the smart TV. I don't want it. It's, it's straight HDMI input. That's all I want. Go away. Leave yeah. me alone. Every six months it does that. Well, that's um, that's the problem because you're using HDMI. HDMI using a two, three, I forgot the actual standard allows you to actually control the television through the HDMI cable. Mm. If there was another input, like for example, on component, you could do 1080p through a component cables. Yeah, but hardly but, anything's coming with components. Well, anymore. the reason why is uh, uh, it, HDMI is also about DRM. Right. So if you do component, there's no DRM in there. So you can technically copy anything using component cables. HDMI, because there's that lock-in, you're, you're more it. limited. So here's another one. How about metal keys? You know, like your car keys, your house keys, all the stuff that, you know, we all have a bunch <laughs> of keys with us. They're saying keys, metal keys will no longer be around in 20 years. I don't like that idea with house keys. I don't like smart locks. Um, it gives me kind of oh. the, it makes the hair on the back of my neck. Car keys, I think it's cool because I understand the technology, yada, yada. The only weird thing is 
the cars will still come with keys. Well, but, that's but what they'll have. What all they'll it have, does is open up the door, though. Yeah, but they'll still have one, so you can actually get into your car. Well, yeah. I mean, I have the same thing with my uh, GMC Denali. It, it, it's, it's a push button start. I just and so it has no key. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. don't, I don't. I don't know. The, the only thing I'm kind of curious to see is is what they replace the house keys with because I don't think anything that's connected to a Wi-Fi is an automatically no go. Biometric chip inside your body. Well, that's been proposed. People are putting RF, RFDI, RF, RFID. Radio frequency identification yeah, tag. RFID. RFID. So, yeah, they're putting little chips in themselves so that wherever they yeah. go. They, yeah. they, they can just fuck off with that right now. I, there's no way I'm putting any sort <laughs> of chip big, in my. Too much big brother for you, right? I've watched too many post-apocalyptic movies where that works. Oh, by the way, if you don't believe me, look at Demolition Man. That works so really, really well when we're all sitting around in our underwear singing happy, happy, joy, joy. I don't think so. <laughs> but Isaiah might. They, were, they weren't that. They were stupid uh, jingles for the radio. That's true. Okay. By the way, right. Dennis Leary, one of my favorite Dennis Leary. I almost said Timothy Leary, and that would have been a completely different movie. Uh, Dennis Leary doesn't right. do much for me either. That was a good role for him. So uh, print media. So you know, magazines, newspapers, uh, they're saying in 20 years we'll pretty much all be everything on your yeah, that's done already. I yeah. uh, see the problem. I, the biggest issue, I think, with that is that's going to kill legit media, uh, legit journalism. I don't know. I read it. Pretty much everything I read is on my laptop or on my iPad or on my phone. Yeah, but once once they realize they can do clickonomics and they can do some sort of headline and skew things towards one direction, that, <sighs> that's, that's already happening even in print. I, and it always has been. Yeah, I, I just think I, I think the issue is I think it, it's 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 collapsing real journalism even more. Well, all right. So let's take a look at another thing. I mean, I libraries with paper books. Okay, they're saying. I mean, what? It, who, ha, when was the last time you went to the library? I'm the wrong person to yeah, ask. Yeah, all right. So, I mean, I haven't been inside a library in 20 years. Uh, I bet. To go to a library to I check out a, a book. I went into one not that long ago. Yeah. What were to do? What? To actually check out a book. Okay. Well, um, you're one of the very few, apparently. He wanted to pick up a librarian. When I moved up to Somerset, I just didn't do that anymore, and now I'm. Mostly just doing it on my phone, right? Because there's a there's an app that links with local libraries in your area, and as long as you have a card, you can check out their digital library. Oh, there you go. That system is weird, though. So that 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 system so, is is but, one digital copy, then it's loaned out, and it's it, it's, it's it's a really is that weird, right? Yeah, yeah. So you yeah, actually it's, have it's to wait. System, but yeah, really, yeah. So yeah. it's literally like waiting for somebody to bring a book back in so that it's your turn to check it out. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. it comes down to rights, so they probably only bought one seat for the book, and, and unlike everybody else, and you know, they, they just said, you know, That's okay. interesting. It's annoying as hell, yeah. especially when you re there's a book you really want to read. And, yeah, but you got to wait for something. And it's, always, and it's, it's, and it's, not, it's not like first come, like the, you, you, you're the next person in line. If I remember, last time I tried it, it was first come, first serve. And you probably go to Apple Books and uh, buy it no, for four ninety nine. The one I was on, you can get in line, but if you oh, so they've changed see it. a different book, you can only have a certain amount that you can be waiting for. Ah, so if you get out of line, then you're screwed, and then you have to get back in line. Yeah. So let's bring this. Here's the next one that, that actually falls into this, as far as I, my 
my perspective goes. It's cursive. Cursive writing. Oh, yeah. Well, that's been dead yeah. since cursive I was Cursive has been kid. going out for a long time. Yes, yes. But here's my problem. And it, now, Jay, uh, we, we need somebody with, uh, with a, a kid in middle school to high school to, to answer oh. his question. Yeah, Are they James st- isn't quite in there yet. Yeah. He's not. Well, uh, actually, let me see. Uh, no, yeah, he's only in second grade, so they haven't talked That's a little early. Um, yeah. So my whole thing and, and, and there's a there's another thing that goes around to this this topic as well as far as cursive goes. My problem with not teaching cursive is what happens is if you don't teach them at least how to read it. And yeah. how do you learn to read it? You, re, you learn to read it by writing, right? And if you can't write it, maybe you can't read it. And all our historical documents, our yeah. constitution, everything is written in cursive. And so pretty soon we have a group of people in this world that can't read all these documents. Um, 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 Mitch Charney, there's an app for that. Yeah, exactly. When I was in elementary school and we got to cursive, I remember having a lot of issues (laughs) with my teachers over that. and, And their response was, is you need to learn this because all of your assignments and everything else that you write has to be in cursive from now on. <laughs> Never happened. Or it will not be accepted. Ah, that's well, interesting. Well, there's a lie. Yeah. But right. so I said, okay, fine. So I wrote in cursive <clears throat> all the way through school. And I remember I was in uh, high school and a girl in front of me decided she wanted to to pass notes with me <laughs> and she wrote me a note back and said, can you print? <laughs> because I can't read your cursive because I didn't give a shit how I wrote my cursive. I just right. wrote it and teachers had to eventually learn how to read it. Yeah. Um, well, let's be honest. Your, your and, standard handwriting is like hieroglyphics. So it's, it's your, your, well, yeah, your cursive is easier I to read. I call it my own version of hieroglyphics. But, um, it's not a lie. So anyways. <laughs> James had his own cartouche. Uh, Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Too bad he's the only one so who could read eventually it. Eventually, I did have to learn to uh, get used to printing again. But yeah, yeah I, I said, screw you, teacher, and punished every single teacher after her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, so I got it. But I, I mean, uh, the overall thing is, you know, you're right. Cursive is going away from school. It's, it's oh, just yeah, not it being, ta- you know, I, there's a lot of questions. Some schools are not teaching cursive. So... It's like, really? I mean, it's become a thing. And so here's the next thing that leads into that. It's called a wet signature. It's actually, you know, we all practiced, I know all three of us practiced writing our signatures. I mean, I I remember, you know, thinking as a kid about, you know, when when you start writing cursive and you start practicing your signature, you start playing with different ways of making it look and how you want it look. And you know, I stole some things from my dad. I stole some things from my mom. I made my own signature up and it, you know, pretty much stayed the same after junior high. But they're saying that there's almost no need today for a, a wet signature. Now, short of things like mortgages and high end, high end expenses that are still requiring wet signatures, that's going to go away too. Well, uh, DocuSign. Huh. I've done a tremendous, I've done a lot on DocuSign. Yes. The, the only thing is the final, final, final paperwork for the mortgage when I bought my house still required the wet signature. Wet signature yeah. By the so way, they for, still are. By oh. the way, for, for, for the young people listening, we're not talking about the album by the, the, 
by the Clydes. It's it's an actual thing. Look it up. So wet signature just means ink on paper. So for those of you that you know physically, you know printing pen on paper for documents, and that's what a wet document signature is. So that leads into it as well. So there's that. So here's another one: telephone landlines. They're saying oh. by, you know, in 20 years from now, there will be no such a thing as, as a landline. This is a bad thing because uh, they're, they're, they're adding taxes, at least in the state of California, they're going to add taxes to cell phone and other things. Cause the only way you can make phone calls and the power outage is you're going to have to put a generator on cell phone towers, which isn't necessarily the case. In 20 years from now, it'll on, probably be automatic and they'll do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will in 20 years because they're, they're all starting to do that now automatically. However, one of the problems I have with this, having had one of my landlines go out during our last rainstorm, uh, we have AT&T here. It used to be Pac-Bell, and, and long story short, but anyway, it's AT&T. Look at Ma Bell. And uh, AT&T, uh, the only way that you can put in a trouble ticket anymore, we used to be able to pick up the phone and dial 611, right to an operator that took care of, landline problems so when you call 611 yeah, my mom was an operator what's that my mom was an operator for yeah for a while oh yeah i mean that was that's how you did it 611 you dialed it in you put it in i mean you know okay we'll we'll fix the line it'll be fixed in a day or two so now you call that and what you get is recording to say go online to att.com slash repair and put in a trouble trouble ticket um and when you do that and you put the line that you you know needs fixing, and then they give you a uh, estimated time of repair, at least for me in the last couple of years for repairs on this particular line, has been over two weeks. This time it took um, about sixteen days before the the guy finally called me back and said, "Oh, I fixed your line." <laughs> I said, "Because they had to they had to get the guy out of retirement." Uh, pretty much because yeah. cobalt so that people know how to fix cobalt problems before they know how to fix phone line issues now <laughs> it's uh that's a funny joke if you know what i'm talking it, about it's, yeah it's it's pretty sad so talking to one of the, the repairmen um in our local areas and, and you may you guys may have that in that same areas that you live in to our to our listeners is that well, i haven't um, seen anyway <laughs> yeah pretty much whenever you see an att repair truck out they're repairing fiber they don't repair copper and copper lines are pretty much going by the wayside. And when I had a discussion to with, with one of the AT&T repair guys, um, he said, yeah, AT&T's plan is to phase these out. And he, at that time, he said it was 10 years. And so we're looking at about eight years from now, they're talking about trying to phase out uh, landlines. So I don't, I don't really like, I really dislike that. Because the, the reason why is because, even if you don't have a phone plan, you always had access to 911 because it's actual the law. If you have, if you don't, if you have a phone jack, you can dial 911. If you have a phone that right. doesn't require power. <laughs> um, it, the other issue is cell phones. If you really want to go tinfoil hat, cell phones, it's it's easy to stop cell phones from working. Harder to stop landlines from working. Um, I, I just really, in a case of emergency, cell phones are not what you want. Well, I you hit on the the important issue that we still have at least here in California is that if you have a landline and you have to call 911 the minute you call 911 they know exactly where your location is that's not true with your cell phone because if we dial 911 here with our cell phones instead of going to the local 911 dispatch center in El Dorado County 
that's where we would happen to be to the listeners out there. It goes to California Highway Patrol. Then California Highway Patrol Dispatch, wherever they may be, because they could be anywhere in the whole state of California, then has to connect you to the local El Dorado County Dispatch that then decides who they're sending, fire, police, whatever it may be. And and, so, and, and hope it's not a recording like the last time James and I had to dial 911. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that happened. But I, I understand that happens with landlines too. So that's another thing that's completely going by the the wayside. So here's another one. It's interesting. And, and I started thinking about this for a while. And I remember as a kid and, I, and you guys, since we're more rural, not used to seeing that the way back machine business, we're not that used to seeing it, but your neighborhood mail collection box, that nice blue box that used to sit on the corners. You could zip out there and put a letter into the, the mail, drop it into the mailbox. Those were recently in the mail because the post office was uh, was in the news because the post office was removing them and everybody was like, no, we need these for the election. <laughs> I actually remember a story because there was a, a giant hubbub about it. I believe it. But anyway, they're saying those are going by. We'll, we'll no longer be around in 20 years. It may be 10 the way, maybe five the way things are going. Why? Besides <laughs> the fact yeah, the post office is failing. Drive to them. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I think part of the reason, Jonathan, is because they have to have a special ma mail person that drives around and collects all the mail out of those boxes. And if you look at the tags that are written on those boxes, it usually tells you what time that mail is picked up. Mm. And so they have a schedule route that they have to do. And so, yeah, it's more people and more. I, I'm sure it's an economic factor thing. Well, con considering else. Congress keeps throwing the UPS down the... So the other issue is when we're in the same thing with mailboxes, they're saying that paper, paper bills, the bills that you get in the mail, which is probably the vast majority other than junk mail that I still get, that will also be, be going away because all of them are trying to get you to push to e-statements and e-bills and automatic See, payments. I, I, I kind of like getting bills because other than that, I'm going to get Ed McMahon saying I just want a million dollars. Right. Well, you know, so we got something to look forward to or our bills while well, they're saying that it's going to go away as well. So we know the post office is struggling. And so there's going to be less and less paper, <laughs> you know, paper print, paper mail books, whatever it may be, everything's going away. And so, you know, if, if you wanted to be a conspiracy theorist and you want to talk about, you know, all of a sudden now everything is digital and the whole digital world collapses for whatever it may be, may it be an EMP or whatever takes everything out. We're not going to know what to do. We're going to have people running around going, I don't know how to communicate anymore. I'll, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Not getting my bills won't break my heart. <laughs> that's, that's that. They may still turn off your power though, because that EMP is not going to be. <laughs> well, if, 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 if we're talking like somebody EMPing the United States, let's be honest. I don't have to worry about PG&E turning on the power. They won't be able to. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's so uh, at that same thing, we, we talk about all that we'll stuff. Checkbooks are going away. I, you know, <coughs> I so rarely write a check anymore. I, I thought about this. I have a funny reason to write checks. Do you? Transferring between bank accounts. <laughs> you write your own check to transfer between. You know you can do that digitally. Oh, not with this bank. Oh, okay. Let's just say this this particular. Are you talking about El Dorado's? I got it. Never mind. There's, there's, there, there's <laughs> we a, don't want to name them. There's, there, there's, there's a local bank that 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 said they're they're pretty much sending out the Pony Express so they can pretty much. It's it's they're hilarious. around during that time. I uh. The, the funny, so the funniest part is I, they have their website allows you to make a bank account. It's like, okay, I'll open up a, a second bank account so I can move some money around. And so I doing bills and other things. 
And they sent me a letter saying, oh, you got to come in to activate this account. <laughs> it's like, then then what's the point of me doing this? Yeah. And it's like, and it was, it was, it was Did you going to and ask them that. Yes, yeah, like, well, just What's kind the of. Point? And then they just said, that's just the rule. Like, so. Oh, and it was, hey, so did you see about the Niners? Like, <laughs> okay. I, I just, I thought it was funny as hell. Yeah. Well, I've got another reason to dislike that bank now, but that's another story. <laughs> um, so, you know, so pretty much all the paper stuff that we talked about, that's all pretty much going going by. You know, the other the other paper thing that, that caught my attention was maps. They're saying that pretty much. You know, Rand McNally is, is is going away, and uh, paper maps and now I think you could still get paper maps through AAA. I don't know, I haven't been there in a while. AAA still does it. You know, I it, it's still the, the the one issue I have is paper paper maps are handy in an emergency. But I'll be honest, I love having my GPS. But there's another way. I'm I'm screwed that if there's without power, I'm without my GPS. I'm not going to know where the fuck I am. I have well, even if you're if, without power in your car, you're kind of screwed. Well, with John's car, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, and and, and my car yeah, that's exactly. What I'm if, yeah. I, if I'm if if I'm driving my dad's 1984 F150, that's not going to do jack. That <laughs> that thing's um. That's why we keep it around, man. We got points and I think you'll still need a paper map with that vehicle. Yeah, yeah but at least I'll be able to go I somewhere. I bet there are some paper maps in that truck. Yeah, right? but too bad they're from 1986. Well, you know, so it kind of gets you there. Main roads are still there. <laughs> yeah, jeez. So yeah, that's the other thing that's unfortunately going away, and uh, all, all that stuff. So, quite a list. You can keep going. You know, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. I'm sure there's a lot more. Do, do, but you know, oh yeah, I mean, they went to. They're talking about in 20 years, uh, malls, shopping malls. They're saying nobody's <laughs> going to go to a shopping mall. Uh, those have been going away for a while. Yeah, and I actually miss that experience because I'll be honest, online shopping unless you know what exactly you want is not as fun as going to the mall on a Saturday. And, and I don't know, I, I had a lot of fun as a kid at the mall, even going to the movie theater. That's that was from the seventies that, that still had the furniture, the smell, the bubble gum on there from whence, you know, it, I miss that experience. The mall was fun versus versus now. I mean, I'm, I never leave my house. Granted, it's COVID, so I I, I can't really yeah, leave you know my what, house now. But. The biggest shopping problem I have with online shopping is clothes. <laughs> clothes are just not, as far as I'm concerned, at least for my size, um, consistent. Every woman I know, when they buy clothes, they'll generally buy two or three, two or three sizes. Right, and return what doesn't fit. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. That's the way it's becoming now. Even I done that same thing i go all right well with this company i don't know maybe sometimes their stuff runs small and so, so i have to go two sizes up and vice versa and it's like I, I i did that was the one thing about going to a men's store or whatever where you can actually try on the clothes and you get the right size as you can walk up and I, I miss going to wine stocks um I, i'm kind of wondering <laughs> if um i'm at, you know the surprising thing is i always kind of thought this would get rid of like vanity sizes particularly for women but i'm surprised none of that has gone away because now you got to buy like i said three or four different articles of clothing you got to return it unless yep. you're amazon it's every place but amazon is a giant pain in the ass amazon <laughs> does have the return situation done well only in that yeah. you get your <laughs> refunds very quickly but i understand they're whole return thing that they do with their warehouses and that are a real mess 
Uh, people yeah, are, I heard the warehouses are a real mess right now, especially with COVID. Yeah, I, and that a lot of times you return something, they don't they don't even care. <laughs> they go, fine, we'll put it in here, and they stick it in a pile, and then they put it on a pallet, and then they wrap that pallet up, and they ship it somewhere. And I guess people can, if, if you want an unknown quantity of items on a particular pallet, you can <laughs> bid on them now. This, yeah. <clears throat> this recently happened to my wife and a couple items and she went to return them. They just keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Uh, uh, okay. I won't name this brand name, but it, it's got a word name way in it. And sometimes it's a fair item, but, uh, my, my daughter bought, <laughs> I can't believe how bad this was, was buying some clothing, just regular clothes and, you know, just like a <laughs> pair of jeans. All right. This big box shows up, great big box, and she's opening it up, and it's one of those uh, cornhole tossing <laughs> things, right? It's not even oh, close. Geez. It's not even close to being a pair of jeans. Now the, the question is, was it something that was on her card? So she contacts Wayfair and says, "I got shipped the wrong thing. I like my <laughs> clothes uh, or whatever, maybe." Oh my God! I said their name. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, well, that's the but, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. You, you, she said, okay, now we'd like to ship this, this cornhole game thing back to you. And they said, we don't want it. <laughs> Literally keep it. What, what do you mean? Keep it, keep it, you get full credit for it. Just it costs us more to take it and ship it back than it's worth. I could make money on Wayfair. I'm going to start buying from them. <laughs> well, hopefully they do better than this, but this, this was. Very, very, unfortunately, Amazon's been the same way. It's been, you know, there's been, you know, well, retailers there's, there's on a, Amazon. It's like, forget you see, it. You're not looking it. the upside of this. The upside is you could easily make a free $20. Well, if you could figure out which items they ship all the time. No, yeah. no, no. Like, like, so if they ship you a cornhole, put it on Facebook marketplace, say $20, you know, and I've even, cause I spent a lot of time marketplace just trying to find what random crap I can find. Are you talking about Facebook? Facebook marketplace? Cause, yeah, it, cause it's, it's pretty, not Craigslist anymore. It's, it's Facebook. There is no Craigslist. No, but well, Facebook marketplace for almost everybody I know, that's where everybody shops on. Right. I don't know anybody right. who goes Craigslist anymore. But you can find all sorts of things. So I'm thinking you could just, you could easily just make yourself, get yourself $20, $30, depending on what they ship to you. To me, this is no, there's no, there's no downside. To oh, this. no. I, I, it just, it's kind of like. And that's me saying the power of positive thinking. I mean, come disappointment. on. Disappointment. I mean, I'm sorry for the retailer that made that that item. I guess they still got paid. I don't know how that works, but there's obviously I'm somebody. Sure yeah. I'm but, sure they got paid, but somebody's, you know, somebody unfortunately is out something, right? I, I highly doubt it's, uh, it's probably all mass produced somewhere in a foreign country. I highly doubt it's a boutique item like Etsy. It's not, it's not a boutique. Etsy's so, completely different. Well, I would agree with that. It's so not. It's, it's, so I guarantee they got paid. Now the, the question I, I don't understand is Wayfair is, is Wayfair just a website that allow vendors in and you can become a vendor or is it something they warehouse and they do like Amazon does? Well, that's an, that's interesting. I know that, uh, Wayfair is advertising heavy right now. I mean, every, if you watch any of these, uh, uh fixer upper type shows, every single one of them, whatever they may be, uh, are sponsored by and, you know, and, and that's fine. And they do a lot of vanities and sinks and mirrors and, furniture and pillows and you know they're heavy into all of that and 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 that 
you know, that's fine. But it just seems like, my goodness, I, I, I don't know what this, uh, I don't know what this thing, this thing probably had to cost at least $75 to $100. And, and, and according to an article I just found, you can even the buy horrible? sex slaves. Yeah, this, you can buy what? So there was a legend. <laughs> Allegedly, there's yeah. a screenshot from Wayfair, the Wayfair's website that showed armoires that cost more than twelve thousand dollars each, with names like something south of. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, allegedly, you that. were buying yeah. sex slaves. Oh. Okay, uh, that's not what I had in mind. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that you can buy everything, even I, horrible I guess, things. I guess. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm seriously considering buying something from Wayfair because if they send me free stuff and they give me my money back, there is no downside to this. <laughs> um, this is well, I'm <clears throat> hoping I'm hoping for their sake that this is not a common mistake. But it seemed like <laughs> it was just very very bizarre. No, yeah. see, I I, 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 I if if I shop with them, I want this mistake to be a continuous <laughs> thing. I want them to send me whatever it is as, well, as long as it's not something. Like you know, like a, a fifty-gallon drum of of, of 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 lube. I don't know what I would do with with that unless I'm filling it, uh, filming an aliens movie. It doesn't seem like a downside. I I don't know. It just seems like a downside for the company. I mean, they may, they may go by by the way of Sears if they keep going the way they're going. So apparently, that thing I just said, I've I've just saw another one that was false, but about the the sex slave, which was good. But I, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm kind of I'm gonna have to look up Wayfair because I actually thought it was I didn't think it was a real thing. I thought it was a gimmick. Wayfair? Oh no, yeah. it's a it's a real thing. It's a at least my biggest worry with Wayfair is that they're they're gonna they're gonna be a Johnny come lately. And you know they're what that means is that's an old term though. So my audience are probably going, what the hell is he oh. talking about? But there, my, my my worry about a company like Wayfair. Do you remember? Uh, oh, I don't know. About ten years ago, maybe longer, when Pets.com advertised everything. They did a thing, big thing on the Super Bowl, and uh, <laughs> that that was um a little. Was it even longer? Fit twenty years ago. Anyway, it, it was going to be. They set up this huge distribution set, systems. All these trucks, automated things, everything. I mean, they just spent billions of dollars. They had a lot of venture capital. Pets.com was a dot-com enterprise headquartered in San Francisco, then sold to pet supplies to retail customers, game operation in 1998, and liquidated <laughs> in November 2000. Yeah. So two years. Uh, they burnt through, I don't know, if that article said how many <coughs> billions of dollars they burnt through setting this thing up. But it, it, it was like... Everybody had order from them. It was, you know, it's great. It fell flat on its face. Nobody, uh, they had the little sock puppet. I don't know if you guys remember that. I do. That was their, oh, what, I think I do. Yeah, that was their their symbol, was their little sock puppet doggy looking and thing. And the, the, the lady who had lamb chop was pissed. <laughs> she was the only one who Sherry connected. Lewis, God bless her. Anyway. How the hell did you actually know her name? I'm impressed with that. <laughs> they remember yeah, that I was, kind of am too. I didn't know it. That Thank was you. my generation, guys. And, and, and I'm making so. a random joke that with no importance, <laughs> and you're just like, wow. <laughs> well, what's I next? grew up with her. What's her? next? A soupy sales impression? <laughs> well, there's there's the other people that are going to be crickets. <laughs> Who the hell is soupy sales? Uh, anyway, we won't even get just into that. Just send me the little dollars. Yeah. Dollar bills. Dollar bills. That's right. Just, just go to your parents' <laughs> wallets and all those little green things. Send it to me. Oh, boy. You have to look up the Soupy Sales story. Uh, oddly enough, you know what amazing to me is making is making comeback, and we've talked about it, is like old tech, like 
record players making comeback. I'm expecting yeah. tape. I've heard cassettes are kind of making a comeback. I don't know real why. Reels, real to real is still the being used. Still around. Real to real is still being used in studios. It's still it's still a thing. I mean, what is it the the, the five inch tapes, like the the if I remember correctly, like the Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. If I remember correctly, because I saw a YouTube video about this, solely like one of his albums particularly was recorded on that five inch tapes. They could put so many tracks on it because the the wider the tape, the more ability to put more tracks on. So they at that time they were getting, you know, from from four tracks to eight tracks to 16 to 24 it kept going up and then you know that so they could keep layering tracks on top of tracks and so that was and then the, the, i guess that so he loves that that, that thing versus digital mm. yeah um I, I i'd be more curious to see what's actually make a comeback technology wise because i was i was i was i was because i was thinking about that because i have a feeling internet connectivity at some point in time is that that desire to everything to be online is going to diminish at some point, you know, cause everything has the, it, its point of peak and then it kind of recedes. I think once people are kind of used to the internet, I would not be surprised if the analog becomes more common. So my thought would be, you know, record players, you know, stuff like that. I think you're going to be a niche market. But it's gonna, it's gonna know, be, yeah. it's gonna be niche. But I see ads for records all over the place. So yeah. how much is, how much That's is because niche? You bought it. You were looking, searching record players for a while yeah that's why you're seeing ads all over the place they're targeted ads john this is a thing called internet they know uh they they know what you're looking for well this is this is also on the facebook groups i'm i'm a part of this is on the granted there's some there's there's some you're on the facebook group too (laughs) you're you're missing my point that if there's entire groups you're missing mine no i get your point but you're wrong i don't see them (laughs) um that's cute. Um, I don't see them either, Jonathan. So we'll I'm see, sorry. Right. Well, because there's a, there's a lot of groups and there's still, there's young people who didn't grow up with this stuff like, like the old guy did and I did. So I have a feeling that some of this stuff is, it, it's going to be niche, but I, I still think people are going to realize that at some point in time, maybe having a sound system and all this is going to be a different experience because you're not on the go. It's not the and the, which most thing is, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm. I'm commuting and I'm reading the news or I'm commuting and I'm listening to music. All this stuff requires you to experience it. Listening to records, you actually have to sit down and pay attention. You can't go, oh, what was that? Rewind 30 seconds. Unless you're really good with that yeah, damn needle. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if I think, look back at my, you know, because that was my era, vinyl, you know, you put it. Yeah, there were times you just put it on and you wandered off, being honest. I mean... But, no, but, but to see, the difference, though, is now you have the option to, oh, why listen to the record when you can put on Spotify and you can do that versus the person who's going to buy a record player, they're going to want to sit down and experience it. That's why I think what's going to happen is, like, the people who want the experiences, I think they're going to buy that. I think that's why it's going to come back to some degree. Yeah, I mean, if you're an audiophile and you're really into that kind of stuff, I can understand it. I was thinking the other day about the the sound system that I that I have in the uh, in the home that's hooked up to uh, to the to the main TV and the Apple TV and, and all that stuff. And I was thinking about companies like uh, Polk Audio and and all the other speaker companies. They've got to be struggling. I mean, I, I, they've gone to this, and it's a, bug, a thing that bugs me a little bit, but this whole sound bar thing with the little box speakers <coughs> supporting, yeah. you know, trying to make the great, you know, it, it, I'm sorry, guys, it, it, it makes sound, and it's very, 
digital sound, <laughs> but it's not a great experience. It's not like well, see people you know, the people big day people generally don't buy that. Generally, from my experience, they they don't buy that necessarily for. Um, the experience of like 5.1 audio or high fidelity, they buy that because TV speakers blow because they're, they're absolutely. They do. And that's because like when, when I was a kid or like Rob was a kid, you know, you had like a, you know, a thousand pound TV and the speakers were up front. <laughs> they were decent size speakers. And then, then now they're all in the back. They're very flat. They're very flat speakers. They sound, they're very muddy. And then what you're doing is you're mounting them to a, you're mounting them. So it's also bouncing off. So you're, you're getting, you're not getting, you're just reducing the audio. So a lot of people get sound bars so they can actually bring the sound forward. Now there's some people who love having like the, the subwoofer and maybe a couple extra speakers, but everybody I've known who, when I've talked to working retail, who want that, the true 5.1 experience, they'll go for like the RCA home theater in a kit box or if I could, con- or at the time, if I could convince them, get, you know, get the one that's the separate this, you know, just kind of tell them you'll be happier with it. That's what they want. They, the sound bar is basically just so they can hear it. No, no, I understand that. I, I understand what it's for. It's just, it's just the, <coughs> so here, here was one of the things that was on, on my list and I didn't even talk about it, but, and they were talking to uh, movie theaters. Uh, movie theaters are supposedly uh. may not be around in 20 years. It's a possibility. Uh, Ryan, I was right. Sorry. COVID obviously didn't help anything for the movie theaters and, and most of them are failing badly because of it. Um, but one of the things that you got in a movie theater is when you went to go watch a movie, you got incredible sound. They worked on the sound, especially, you know, if you went to IMAX or whatever, maybe the sound or THX, the sound is <clears throat> part of the experience, excuse me, part of the experience is the sound that, you know, are, are almost more the, the experience is the sound because you get the rubble rumbles, the seats rumbling, the, the whole experience there that you don't get at your home theater, unless you put up a really good high end theater system, you know, cause I have, I have a 10 inch DCD sub and I've got all that stuff at home, but you know what I actually, and this is something I, I agree with Ryan on is for me, it's the communal experience of going to the movies. It's getting the popcorn and the <laughs> snacks and it's, being in the row with people and it's it's making an aside comment. Like I love, I love the sound, but to to me, that wasn't, that didn't become the most important thing to me. That was me making a snide comment and somebody laughing like uh, James and I (laughs) watching the matrix movie, the last matrix movie and, and having, you know, people, uh, you know, make bad faces at us. Um, I, that's the thing I'll miss about yeah. it because the, the, my thing. It's the whole experience. It's the entire thing. But I'm going to tell you, if you've <laughs> ever been into a movie theater that has terrible sound, you'll notice right away that, yeah. hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. All right. No, so. that, that's true. I'm just, I don't know. And I, I, I also agree with Quentin Tarantino on, on digital stuff and film and. I'm going to write that one down. I've always, I've always kind of agreed with Quentin Tarantino. And I'm writing in cursive. I've always, I've, I've always kind of agreed with him on that though. I understand his, his opinion, because if you're going to go to a movie, uh, it's a unique experience. Film is a different medium that you don't get. Everybody has 4k. There's going to be 8k monitors coming out in the next couple of years. That's always been my gripe as now is everything is too pretty. Well, no, you know what? Everything's almost too sharp. They, they, they're going over yeah. sharp. As a matter of fact, you're seeing everybody zit and pimple. I mean, it's almost to a point where 
<laughs> you don't, you're seeing things you don't really want to see. 8K ought to be just a disaster. Oh, what was it? There was a movie. I don't remember what it was. It a Final Fantasy movie or, or it was one of the first major CG movies I can remember the type. And basically the movie was like these, these creatures would go through people and kill them. Like they'd remove their souls. But there was the uncanny valley. It was so sharp. It looked ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I actually remember seeing this overly sharp like that's one of the reasons i'm a huge mark for traditional anim- animation um like stupidly studio ghibli or ghibli recently did a cgi movie and it just i don't want to see it um so if y'all want to know uh and this is going to be a little ridiculous because well, if you want to see traditional really good hand-drawn animation look up an anime called pat labor hunt it's it's hand-drawn it's absolutely gorgeous you know, a lot of people are talking about the difference between things still made by hand versus this whole digital world that's out there. Yes, there's obviously an awful lot can be done in CGI that you'll never ever do in set building and costume design and makeup and lighting and all yeah. that. There's no doubt about that. So yes, there's always going to be a place for that as well. But still, it's amazing how... When you watch a movie that's also made with traditional traditional sets and costuming. And hard edge models. Yeah, I mean, it's just, um, there's still something about it. It still feels warm. It still has that depth. You know what I think it is? I also think it ages better on the most part. If, it's, if it was a high-end movie yeah. to begin with, like, if you look at a movie that would. Alien or. Yes. Even it, farther back. You know, well, I shouldn't say farther back because Aliens is about the same time as like the original Star Wars or um, Blade, 2001 Space Odyssey. Blade Runner, Blade the first Runner. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you yeah. if you look at, and this is my opinion, maybe people aren't like me, but every couple of years, if you watch a movie that's for like, say, anywhere between two to four years old, the CGI is aged. It just, you can tell. And it's, it's not as bad as it was, but you can still see it. It sticks out like a sore, a sore thumb. Um, it's like watching the old cartoons when you see a highlighted frame that was a note to the animator. I just, it's like you know, the, that, that, it's like the matrix looking at it. Now there's so many CGI scenes that you're just like, Ugh. yeah. So one of the things I was looking at is the making of Jurassic park. And I was looking at the way they did yeah. a combination between the characters and CGI because they were using, uh, puppeteers to still, you know, actually do the you know the, the animal movements and and a lot of the stuff that was intermixed with CGI and that versus straight dig, digital uh it, it makes it's a huge difference and those were if i remember correctly that was a stan winston uh, effects the the Jurassic Park look him up he's one of the the the, the greatest of his time if one one of the best ever <laughs> yeah i i don't know you may be right uh but anyway, it's, it's, it was very interesting watching that because the the way they worked both together, that's what made that movie look as real as it did, I think, as real as it did. You the, know, everything... I would also say, sorry, the, the Lord of the Rings, the first one, not The Hobbit, not the Technicolor Rainbow. Look at the first Lord of the Rings, the first trilogy. It uses the same thing. It's a combination between traditional and CGI effects. Still looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. It does, I think. I think there's still this thing about the, the movement versus the the human element of the movement versus straight digital because i think it's hard (laughs) i think it's hard to reproduce to a level that you don't that you can't see it because it's still because you can tell the depth no matter i think what you do and and 
Plus the fact, maybe it's because I'm older and I grew up with hard edge models and I grew up with all this, so I can feel it. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think, James? I think you're old. I agree. (laughs) You're not too far behind me though, brother. I don't know what you're talking about. I do. I knew when you were born. Um, now you have an idea. I'll just call your mom. <laughs> an abstract concept. Um, you know, I got to tell you guys, <laughs> when I was writing this list up, making time about, you know, what's going to be around in 20 years and not going to be around in 20 years, I was thinking I may not be around in 20 years. So, uh, you know, no, I'm, I'm going to probably won't be either. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're a lot younger than I am. <laughs> yeah. But James has a lot of mileage under his oh, belt. That's true. That's true. <laughs> But, uh, but I've also been rebuilt a few times. Yes, you so have. You You've got a lot of artificial parts in you. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 almost the six million dollar man, probably with all the accidents. That's right. Uh, just on a budget. <laughs> you, you went to the Walmart version. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> wow, that's uh I guess we won't get them as sponsors, will we? Sorry about that. So the problem is the so the problem if it's the Walmart pa- uh, problems, what happened is somebody actually opened the components, test ran it for a little, or bought it and returned it. So really, James is really like the used six dollar million dollar man. That's right. He's he's what he's what happens like after the guy did all the work and they just they gave it up. As I said, on a budget. On a budget. There you go. <laughs> well, I did my list. I did my homework for the for the show this week. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thought that was thought that was pretty interesting. Yay! <laughs> and the crowd goes. Um, I don't. Anybody have any last thoughts before we we wrap this very tired episode up? None that you won't censor. Well, I, I as long, depending on what you say, you may not censor it. That, that's that's. Uh, so I would, the very last thing I'm going to leave you guys with is that I was, I, I managed to get my very first dose of Pfizer COVID-19 inoculation. Yeah. That explains the growth. For sure. That, yeah. So I've been waiting to see if I do grow that tail that they've been talking about. Cause I thought that would be kind of interesting, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and I actually had no, no side effects. Um, oh no, I, not hundred percent true. I was very tired. I got the shot. We did some shopping. I went home and I found myself to be extremely tired and ended up taking a nap for a while, which is not, on, not like me, but anyway, uh, other than that, no effects. So hmm. we'll see what happens. I understand. Nice. I understand that the second sometimes is worse than the first yeah. dose. So, um, that's what I've heard. And March I've had, 11th will be my, I've heard second. really good stuff about the Pfizer vaccine. The, the one that's, that's not, that uses the old school way of doing things. They're saying it's like up to 73% effective on stopping, um, people from getting a heavy case of, uh, COVID or something like that. That's Moderna's. I think it's Moderna. No, Moderna. Moderna was higher because the the was it Pfizer higher percentage. But you see, they, they didn't require the refrigeration. Yeah, because the Pfizer's Pfizer's they're saying I guess is if I remember correctly is using the old method, and it's not as effective as as the rest of them because there's there's three versions. Well, Pfizer no, that's another Pfizer is the one. It's the one with RNA. That's the one. Uh, that's the first time this this vaccine has ever been actually used in, in a large scale human trials. Cause believe it or not, we're still in trial mode here. 
but uh, yeah. Pfizer is a, is the the one that requires two doses, where Moderna's is one. Oh, you're right. It's it's uh, God. What's the other one? It's not. There's a a British company making uh, their version of it as well. Maybe that's what's going on. But anyway, the, the the other issue which will be interesting to see as we continue into us, unfortunately, this COVID world we live in is the the variants that are coming out there, and they're saying that um, they believe the. Uh, Pfizer vaccine, and I don't know about Moderna's, but they're saying they believe it'll be effective against these variants because it's the base uh, DNA. And, and we'll you, you had to end the show on a bummer. We this is this was a horrible <laughs> ride. We we started out kind of yeah, they got the bad Nazi and kind of wrote out the the really the ninety five year and, old bad Nazi. Um, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, send all your hate mail to James. You can add it with all the Das Boot stuff. I still get. Um, Man, uh, and then, then, uh, then you talk uh, about COVID and it's just... Hey, we, no, this is a good thing. I'm, I'm looking at this as a positive because I'm, I'm excited about trying to get back to what may be a normal. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll ever be the normal that we had prior to this. But because, uh, you know, the, this is going to go into 2022, 2023, I think, to a degree. Uh, but, but anyway, I, I'm looking at this as, I'm excited about this, to be honest with you. I'm looking at the fact that, you know, maybe this will help get things going back a little bit more. Maybe it'll open up the movie theaters. Maybe the restaurants will all start opening up again. Yeah, all <coughs> the things that I miss yeah, terribly. Hopefully. So this is all on the positive side, Jonathan. However, I have to admit, I love the fact that you possibly might get the option to rent a movie at home that's in the theaters. Depending on what movie it is, I would actually be willing to pay a like say twenty dollars to see it. Better be a damn good movie. Well, like some, yeah. I mean, if if it's like you know twenty dollars, you get it for the day. I would totally do that. Depending on the movie, like that Dune movie that that was supposed to come out in in in, yeah. in, in December, right. I would have done that for that movie because I love Dune. Yeah. Um, you and about ten other people. It's a lot more famous than you than than that. You're you're underplaying. Well, this is this is the final goodbye. We're supposed to say goodnight. How long we're running away over? People aren't going to listen this long. You're you're underplaying how amazing that that movie really is. I'm the, not underplaying anything. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, you just don't get it. I mean, I just you don't understand it. I mean, I tried it's okay. to read the book and fell asleep. Well, that's the problem. You got to read the audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> you don't read no. an audiobook. <laughs> like I said, you yeah, got to read exactly. the audiobook. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, and the Old Guy, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.